With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Same old crap. 
Okay, uh, we're going to get this party started. Nick is going to log on as me on Francie and Friends so we can see the studio. Joe, am I on the Yes, you are. Uh, We're here, people. All right, Uh, we are live. And we are on the air. Okay. No, no, I Uh, don't know. What does on the air mean, anyways? No, never mind. Well, I, I, uh, I don't know exactly joking. what that means, but I, I guess mean, that we're just, broadcasting. That's right, we are. To hopefully everyone out there, and uh, hold on, Fred, we'll get to you guys very soon, everyone on the phone lines, once we get well, everything I, I, I got out. an arrow now again. I got an arrow again, which is good. Uh, the so arrow I mean, is telling me... I'm me and my, my And, uh, all right, let's get this party started by saying, hey, everyone, welcome to a frightening night here on Francie and Friends because we have not only my good friend, we have your good friend, he's everybody's friend. Fred Weehy is live tonight. Yes. Yes, I love Fred Weezy. Whenever uh, I think I of Fred Weezy, I always think Fred Woohoo! Because he's so much fun. That's <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, Don, you're on. That was a terrible pun, wasn't it? That was funny, though. Oh, okay. Uh, That's good. Cool. Oh, I made a joke. I made a joke. It was, it was not bad. It was not bad. <laughs> I came up with that off the top of my head because, you know, we're never scripted here. Never scripted. It makes it more fun. Exactly. That's why you get people that hang up. Uh, Before we bring on Fred Weehy, which, Fred, I know you're there. I can hear you breathing. (laughs) Fred? No, no. Fred, oh, Fred is not here at the moment. Uh, Who's our other 408 caller? Who's our other 408? It's got to be Fred. Unless it's me duplicating myself. No. Wow, you got an identical twin. Kind of. I do. Your numbers are fluffed around. Yes. Uh, Let's hear from the... Go ahead. Huh? Oh, I'm oh, going to say. Like your t-shirt. There we we got to pay, pay the bills here. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just burped. Uh, we got to pay the bills here, and uh, one of our sponsors is Black Bed Sheep. Wait, let me see if I can scream like Nick does. <laughs> I actually caught breathing in there. All right, I got to get back in shape. Black Oh, yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. A lot of uh, great, exciting stuff coming up. Hey. Yeah, I've been like, uh, my eyes are bleeding because I can't get away from the computer. It's like, ay, 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 It's more often uh, than usual, actually. I'm, I'm, uh, Sliding into home with getting the last few of our new releases um, taken care of and released 
um, for the next handful of months so I can concentrate on sales and approaching bookstores and <laughs> doing all kinds of really fun um, marketing stuff. So um, so going to be doing that. And uh, the um, new titles, actually, um, I'm just wrapping up uh, Stephen Shrewsbury's uh, Within. And I've, I've been, like, uh, working on the front and back cover for that so much that my eyes are bleeding practically. <laughs> Almost done with that. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, Shrewsbury, I met personally a few times at some of the conventions back east. He's a really, really great author. Everybody knows him, and most of the he gets like the highest praise from a lot of the a lot of the biggest names in in um, horror writing and stuff. Um, he's he's really awesome. So it's a, like really a privilege to be publishing him. And also, uh, we got we just uh, came out with Jason Gaylord's Filter, which is really cool. Great collection of short stories and poetry by him, and a lot of really magnificent artwork. And things, so you got to check that out. That is available right now, and so is Tom Sawyer's um, uh, book, um, uh, Dark Harbors. So uh, we're also going to be looking forward to within the next couple of weeks. uh, I I hope to release all these by next weekend. So let's say by next weekend, we're going to be having uh, Patrick James Ryan's uh, new book. Uh, He uh, previously has been with us with Bloodverse which is a collection of really great macabre short stories. And this is a novel, and it's the night it got out. Great, great, like a creature beast, uh, like a werewolf type of a thing. It's really great. And then uh, we're going to be coming out with uh, Jean, um, Jean-Patrick Bordeaux's uh, uh, book. He's, uh, he came to me through Alan Draven, and uh, he's a really great author, Albatrom. Uh, that's going to be coming out, and so is the anticipated Shannon Lee's Mythic Blood. So um, I got a lot on my table. I want to get it all out of the way and all released so that we could proceed forward and start making a, um, personal appearances at conventions and things and going out into the world instead of me being under my rock in my own little laboratory. I call it a laboratory, but my office. And so... Uh, There's going to be a lot of great things popping up as soon as this stuff gets done and out, and uh, we're going to be uh, spreading the word and going all over the place promoting this stuff and creating an empire. (laughs) So, yes, so a lot of great things. And, um, you know, um, uh, Fred Weehy has got some great books with us, and he also um, is going to be talking about his new book, uh, Fright House, which is not with us, but he has two books with us, Holiday Madness and Alaric Monster Hunter. And uh, he's going to be talking about some of those two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So here's Francie without further ado. Nick, you're tracking in mud. I am? Okay. Oh, okay. The mud. I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Wait, yes. Okay, um, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about Hold because on. we had somebody really cool on the that's been with us for a couple of weeks now, Don Proctor. You have a business too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now it's Jamberry. Um, I'm gonna be putting it on hold for a while because I'm trying to deal with all this doctor's crap and stuff. But um, I do have somebody that can handle the overload when I'm not on while I'm not doing it you know so but it's jamberry and they're nail wraps you can create your own um 
in the case with like Nick or or any of the others, they have to do do a release form because um, it's a licensed name. So it has yeah. to, if it's licensed, you have to get permission and then do your nail reps and then put it in and they approve it and everybody can buy them. Nice. Fantastic. Plus, plus, we have over 300 designs. So, and we have nail lacquer, and we have all kinds of other products. Now, it's really awesome. That is great. And I, I gotta tell you, people that bite their nails. What is your advice? Okay. Well, you know what? Even people with short nails can wear them. I know we've a lot of the other uh, consultants have had customers that bit nail, bit their nails and stuff. Once they start wearing the jammers, they stopped. Because you don't want to oh, bite your pretty nails. Right? Yeah. And what's yeah. nice about it is they're heat activated, but your nails keep growing with the wraps on. They don't stop. You can actually see the growth of your nails. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, they have they have uh they also have a new product uh they just started recently. Um and it's supposed to uh help your skin, your nails, your hair, um, those are capsules. You know, it's it's kind of like taking a vitamin, really. But it's it's mainly takes care of your hair, your nails, and your skin. Oh, sweet. Yeah, but you got, got to go about. on the website. They've got everything. <clears throat> All right. I, I, I'm going to go check that out. And give us the website real quick. Okay, you can go on. It's www.dawnproctor.jamberrynails.net. Fantastic. And I've seen your work. It is brilliant. And, Joe, you've got a show. Let everybody know when you're coming on. I am on every Friday night, 11.30 p.m. Pacific, 2.30 East Coast time, over off of uh, Create TV, uh, San Jose Campbell. But you can watch me online every Friday night. Um, streaming channel 15 uh, through Create TV. So, and uh, before I even go, I also wanted to let everyone know I wanted to give a big thanks to Bradley Beard for the lovely artwork he did of me. That's on my Facebook page. I see that. Everyone's been liking. And so, thank you, Bradley. so I know, I believe we have Fred on the line. I really do. We I do, think. because you just interviewed Fred. You got him before we did. Congratulations, yeah. Joey. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, oh. Hey, Fred. Oh. Hi, am I on? Fred. Yes, you, you are. You're on. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, I found out while I was listening to you that I was going to be on live. I thought I was dead, so it's nice to find out that I am live. Oh, you got to pinch yourself. Every now and again, you got to pinch yourself to yeah, make sure you're alive. Every now and then. Yeah, every now and then, yeah. Just want to make sure. i got to tell you, uh, Fred, you are like one of the – when I was in South Carolina, Nick was doing your Holiday Madness book cover. And you were like the first author that Nick ever talked to me about when I was in South Carolina as we were talking. And then I got to meet you. And you are such an awesome guy. Well, thank you. 
I don't know if I can live up to that. <laughs> you can handle it. Oh, my God. Now, how, okay, the interview's over because there's no way I can live up, up to that. You know, if you hang up on us, um, I'm going to get your phone number, and I'm going to call you right no. back. And no, I, I'm, we, we I'm not going to do voice. a rock. I'm not going to do a Robert Downey Jr. on you. If, oh, if Fred hangs up, we're going to push him off a horse. <laughs> if Fred hangs up, we're going to push him off a horse. Yeah, no, no, no more of that. <laughs> I got to tell you, Fred, I, I really, I really enjoyed the burning a lot. Oh, thank you. It was awesome, and you know, of course, you know the fairy guy was like my favorite, but. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I like the burning. Uh, It's been a long time since I've talked about the burning or even thought about the burning, I guess. But uh, it is, I've always liked the burning. I like that it's set in, I believe it's set in Big Sur, right? Um, Yeah. And uh, I had a really fun time researching uh, spontaneous human combustion as well. Wait, oh yeah, that's wait, that's definitely an interesting topic. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got my attention. <laughs> oh, you haven't, Francie. You haven't read *The Burning*. Uh, it's about spontaneous human combustion. It's kind of my theory on spontaneous use, uh, human combustion. Um, has to do with so, uh, uh, these beings that. You at first in the I think in the story believe are vampires, but they're not. Uh huh. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, they tra- they travel. Wait, in, glitter, uh, they travel though, as they... falls. I'm sorry. They're not dressed in glitter, right? No, no. That they actually no glitter. <laughs> they actually no no okay. glitter. There, you never find a vampire in one of my books with that glitters, but. They do travel. They do travel as balls of colorful light um, that streak through the night sky. Oh yes, it's kind of a combination uh, of. uh, Have you ever heard of ball lightning? Which one? Not too long ago. Ball ball lightning. Have you ever heard of ball lightning? I've heard of it. They actually, it actually does exist. Um, It's it's. It's uh, kind of a like a static electricity that uh, collects and manifests into a ball of light, um, and you every now and then you'll see one. I don't know if you've ever seen one, but you'll see one traveling through. And usually, it's before or after electrical storms. They're more common probably back in the Midwest and the East Coast. But um, so I took this. I took ball lightning, vampires. Um, and uh, the stealing of energy and spontaneous human combustion and shook it all up into a Molotov cocktail, and I got the burning out of it. Oh, nice. It is. It's really, you know, really good. Everybody should read it. I did actually see one of those uh, lights um, in the south where I where I seen them from, which was South Carolina. They just said the sun's right. going to smoke tonight. So I know exactly what you're talking about now, and it's actually quite in it, and I did see one. Well, don't it's, don't get too close to one; you might spontaneously combust. <laughs> yeah, I, I thank goodness I was driving in a car and I seen this light ball of light, and I told all my 
friends that were back north. I was like, the sun just sneezed, and they were like, are you serious? What are, what are you even <laughs> talking about? Sneezed. Well, did the you guys hear about that, that volcano erupting? Oh, in the poles. And it had the, yeah, and it had the lightning in it. You can see the lightning through the lava that's erupting. Okay, you guys, the world's going to end. We're all going to yeah, die. Yeah, no crap, huh? What would you do if, I mean, well, here's it. Before you answer that, Fred Weheed, there here's a question that I, I want to ask you. Because you're such an even keel guy. I mean, to know you, you're so laid back. You're just like this easygoing guy. Whatever happens is going to happen. What in your mind makes you so psycho? <clears throat> I, I'm sorry, ask. Ask that question again. You broke up right at the question part. What in my oh. mind? What in your mind makes you so, like, I don't know, deadly? There's a better question. What makes you so, like, because it's so dark, I guess, is because you're <laughs> such an even keel guy. Uh, you know, people always think that horror writers are these uh these people that walk around in in black and uh, look like they, you know, are serial killers, you know, and that you you better be careful of them. I'm gonna tell you most of the most of the horror writers I know, uh, and Nick will probably uh, confirm this, are probably the nicest, easygoing, friendliest people I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, really, if you ever hang out at a horror convention. Uh, everybody is just so daggone nice and friendly and open. Um, so I, I guess I just fit right in there. But it's not the preconceived idea of what a horror writer is. But, of course, probably my even keelness comes from the fact that I can get rid of all my demons on paper. Uh, I, I write... I get all my. It's better that writing is better than therapy. I've all, I've said this many times. Writing is better than therapy. I can get out all my demons and my dark side. Um, when I'm not writing, you can ask ask my wife this. When I'm not writing, I'm not as even keeled. Uh, like if I go through a, a streak of time when I can't, I don't have time to sit down and write, or something's going on, I'm I I get a little moody. So the yeah, writing keeps and, me on that even keel. And she aggravates you just a little too much, and then you put on paper how you killed her. <laughs> no, I've never, no, I've never killed my wife I'm in kidding. literature yet, but I have killed other people in literature. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, don't, it. get on my, don't get on my bad side. I can kill you in my book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, th maybe that's why they say that the saddest the saddest person is the clown because they're trying to make people laugh, but in horror writing, you're killing them. Right. I think, uh, yeah, I think horror writers are much more normal than com than comedians. I think comedi I think you're right. I think comedians, uh, they're constantly trying to get people to laugh, try trying to buoy them up and it takes a lot out of them um, and their demons come through in their personal life. For me, it's the opposite. I'm trying to, for the most part, 
uh, entertain you in a darker, uh, scarier way, and it gets my demons out. That's right. I, I and I, I, I totally agree with that one because uh, Dan in my book, Werewolf, I'm not trying to push it because I'm not trying to push anything. But, yeah, I killed my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, not Nick. <laughs> but Dan was actually uh, one of my first, uh, my my ex-boyfriend, and I mutilated him. And it felt great. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel good when you kill off somebody that yeah, done Dan, you wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I can probably better, give you some good ideas. What's even better friend. than killing them, though, is torturing them. Oh, yeah, torture yeah. is yeah. always good. Yeah. That's even better. And having them scream out, like, and you're like, I'm not going to help. No, the character's not going to help you. They're going to kill you. What kind of magic in that? There is. There is. And you don't have to write horror to to get your demons out either. You can you can write other genres and still um and still get the same therapy out of it. I find that horror gives me the best therapy, but it is it is I just like to, I just like pot and plan against people. See, yeah, there you plotting, go. planning. Who yeah. needs the works? Yeah, who needs a psychiatrist? Save your money and just write a book. Well, you know, the thing of it is, me and my girlfriend were talking tonight on the phone because she was in the cemetery taking some pictures of these old, you know, headstones and stuff. And it oh, started to occur to me. I think I know where all my dark side started. I was a little kid, and my baby, I used to beg my babysitter to take me at night to the cemetery. You are a sick woman. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking that's where it all started. <laughs> what you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, you, you know, I just got to let it out once in a while. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to call her, you guys. I think it might be okay. John Link, though. Let's see if this is John Link. I believe that this is John Link. John Link? Okay, area code two four eight. It's me, Tom Sawyer. Oh, hey, hey Tom. Tom. Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Now we got another writer on here. Oh my gosh, brilliant minds! Oh, I thought I took you off mute a long time ago. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't worry about my it. My computer was stalling. Sure could... oh, that's okay. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Way. We got Fred Weezy on, uh, and we're talking about vampires. Yeah, we're we're Go talking ahead, about no. the psychological uh, welfare of uh, horror writers. I mean, everybody just freaking write a horror book. You're going to be fine. I was in a writer's group, and we go out from, called From the Couch, where you could kill off people that pissed you off or you didn't <laughs> like or you hated, and you kill them off in the worst <laughs> way, and it felt better. You didn't go to jail. You didn't get arrested. They didn't get offended. You know... So I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. You you can also right you can now, also learn how to get rid of dead bodies. Yeah. I know how to get rid uh, of dead bodies. How to dispose of the dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Fred. Right, Francie? I know how to get rid of dead bodies. Good, huh? <laughs> Hold on, guys. <laughs> oh, man. The pit. Remember hey, the Fred. pit? You know hey, the Fred. pits are going to find us tomorrow, right? <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, <laughs> 
Tell me about your exes and tell me about your O's. <laughs> and we're like, we found all our keys and mice. Hey, Fred, uh, tell people about Fright House. So. <laughs> Joe Flynn's always there for the rescue. <laughs> Joe, br- Joe brought us back around to the to the interview. But first, let me welcome first let me welcome Tom to the discussion. Hi, Tom. I don't Hi. know if we've ever formally met. Um, I'm Fred. Um, I'm Tom. Uh, so Fright House. Joe well, Joe asked about Fright House. So uh, Fright House is kind of. Uh, my pitch line would be The Shining Meets Ghost Hunters. Awesome. Cool. Oh, nice. And I I envision this as the, if, I don't know if you guys watch those kind of shows, Ghost Hunters, oh, yeah. Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and all those. Um, all the time. I used to watch them a lot. I don't watch them quite as much anymore, but I watched a lot of them when I was researching for this book and for the movie script that I wrote. Um, and... I, I envision Fright House as being the episode everyone wish they would see. Oh, nice. In other words, you're, you're watching these episodes and you hear a lot of, did you feel that? Did you see that? And nothing ever really happens. There's these cold spots. There's a flash. There's a little bit of uh, EVP and you can't quite make out what they're saying. Um, and they all seem to end on a flat note. So I went into this thinking, okay, I've got this ghost hunting team uh, that's going to come in and investigate Fright House. They have a small cable show, and they have one of those shows that, you know, nothing ever quite really is proven, nothing ever quite really happens. Well, in this episode, uh, it does. This is the episode that you wish you would see. Oh, wow. That is ingenious, actually. That's cool. It sounds like a cool concept. And then I, I combine that I combine that with The Shining a little bit because my Penny Winters character is a young lady who um, who at the age of thirteen was institutionalized because she saw well dead people and no one believed her. Uh, she eventually runs away from home. She's seventeen. She runs away from home and she gets a job at Fright House, which used to be an insane asylum turned Halloween attraction. And she's the key that turns everything on. Her psychic oh, energy. Cool. So now we have well, a, we, now we have the Halloween attraction like Fear Factory or if you imagine all those different Halloween attractions you go to at Halloween time, the haunted houses where you go in and you're scared to death but you know it's safe. Well yeah. fright, everything in Fright House becomes real. It's no longer safe. The Halloween attractions become real. That's that sounds actually awesome. pretty badass. I mean, honestly, yeah, it, is. it is. And, you know, you you were talking about those shows. Um, I'm not... We did have one of the guys from Snaps on our show a couple of times, and we partied at a couple of conventions together. And, you know, I think that that's really cool because you are hitting home because you're seeing, like, television shows, like, oh, this is what they do. Oh, did you hear that? South Park's making fun of them. And you're actually bringing it into reality. That is fantastic. 
Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that you think so. I thought it was a pretty awesome concept, and um, uh, I and I believe that the book turned out pretty damn awesome. But that's just, but you know, I'm biased. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I want to read the book. I want to. I definitely yeah. want to read this book. Yeah, the whole premise. Oh yeah, See, that, really I want to read all of it too, though. Yeah, I I do have a. Let me throw a. Uh, so it's not just me saying so. Let me throw a quote or two out at you. Uh, All right. Jonathan Mayberry, who's a New York Times bestselling oh, author. Oh, Jonathan Mayberry. I do, too. He said this about Fright House. Fright House is an inviting, chilling, old-school, spooky story that teens will love. Creepy and highly entertaining. Nice. Wow. Doesn't get any better than that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's, that's that's another thing I wanted to ask you. And well, something that I also know about you is that you do do. I said do do. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, do, I do do sometimes, but I don't usually like to talk about it on air. You're getting very personal you, now. I might have to do a Robert yeah. Downey Jr. You're talking yeah, about my Jupiter. <laughs> I've been watching a whole season of Bob's Burgers today, uh, which, um, no, and they do do, see, uh, they do do those, (laughs) and in fact, they even said you do do, uh, duty and everything else, but but I do, I do have to say, your books, they are geared towards young children, not young children, but teenagers. Well, it depends you're, on the book. Like, uh, it really right. depends on the book. Fright House was written to be a young adult novel, uh, ages 13 to 17 plus. Uh, it's really great for adults too. Uh, it does not. It does. Not, it does not. Uh, let's put it this way: I don't. I don't hold back on scares and gore uh, because yeah. it's a young adult novel. I mean, God, don't. Go see the Hunger Games. There's murder and killing all over the place. Uh, right. What makes it a young adult novel is that the the heroine is 17 years old, um, and we and we follow her through um, her dealing with well, whether you would call it a curse or a gift. Uh, she, yeah. you know, she was institutionalized for seeing things and always told that she was crazy. Uh, she went through electric shock, drug therapy, hypnosis, all that stuff. Uh, she runs away, and now she's in the last place she should be in, a one-time insane asylum. It's like the last place she should be, um, and she has to come to terms with her gift or a curse, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Do you also do it because you want, cause you're, you're a father man? You see, I was going to say, do you do it, do do it. Because you're, uh, you know, you're a father, and well, yeah, you want the kids to read it too, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but my kids are my kids are grown up now, but um, yeah, and I, I, one of the reasons, like, I would consider holiday madness um, for for teens and tweens as well. Yeah, uh, and one of the reasons I, you know. I write those kinds of stories is because I do teach kids creative writing. And so I'm kind of writing for them as well, but I have adult stuff too. Like I would not, 
uh, Alaric Monster Hunter, I would say you should be at least 17. Uh, yeah. Although I've had I've had 13 and 14 and 15 year olds read it and, and email me and tell me how much they loved it. But if you were going to ask me, I would say rating it, I would rate that R. Yeah. Uh, where it, you know, and mostly because of language and sex. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. It, it, I find this very interesting when I do book signings and I'm in a bookstore and a parent comes up with their teenager or 12 year old or whatever. They always ask me, is there any sex? <laughs> they don't care. They don't care about the violence. They don't care about the gore. They don't care. It's as long as it, they, it's, it's sex and language they care about. Yeah. And I find that absolutely amazing that as a parent, that, that would be your biggest worry. From my point of view at a convention or something, I usually have parents, you know, does your kid read Stephen King? And he goes, yeah, he's been reading them since 10 or 11. I go, okay, well then I guess they're okay. Then, <laughs> then you can, you know, yeah, then you can read this. <laughs> then, then you can read this. You know, that's usually, yeah. that's how the Brahmer I go with. It's like if the parent, you know, is there, I go, I try not to get too detailed on the sex and the, and the violence. I think less is more in both instances, but pretty much. Yeah. I don't, their kids I don't already read porn, Stephen King but... at 10 and it's safe. Yeah, you know. yeah, I I believe so too. Yeah, if you can, if they're if they're reading Anne Rice and Stephen King, and they're like ten or eleven, you, they're safe to read my stuff. Yeah. And a couple of times it's kind of hard because you know you do want like the general audience. Let's just call it general mm-hmm. audience right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you want mm-hmm. the teens to read your books. You want the minors to read your books. So when do you use the F word instead of the D word? And does that make sense? Uh, if I'm a writing, lot more creative in my yeah. mind. If I'm yeah. writing, if like for, for for Fright House, since it is, and also for uh, Holiday Madness, if I'm if I'm really thinking that it's for a young, um, that I want younger audience to be able to read it as well as older audiences and. And I want both to enjoy it. Then I try to make sure that my, you know, the F word is only important if it really for a character, a particular character usually. And I don't see where an F word really changes story. Um, yeah. So I, I don't drop the F bomb unless it's actually beneficial to. Um, uh, to revealing the character, if it's something that about the character that they speak that way. Otherwise, the yeah. F-bomb doesn't usually find its way into my stories unless it actually needs to be there. Yeah. Um, Does it yeah. usually depend you on know, the characters itself? If they use it a lot, that particular character might use it more than, say... Right, right. It, that's just who he or she more. is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I found that you can you can write a story without dropping the F-bomb. Although, right. as a parent, I never worried about that kind of thing. So, I, again, I find it a little odd that uh, that's one of the things parents worry about, having the, having the F word or some other kind of word in there that but they don't care if there's torture or violence or murder or mayhem or anything like that. Yeah. So I find, that, I find it very interesting psychologically, <laughs> you know. Um, but... Whether I'm whether I'm writing for adults or for young adults, 
it's really my, my – I hate labeling. I hate all these new categories and stuff, actually. Exactly. I, I mostly just write a story, and I make sure the story is the best story it can be. And then I try to worry about who, you know, all the marketing stuff later. If you get yeah, too hung up on marketing and who you're is, yeah, who is going to be offended? Is this politically correct? Right. I mean, the whole reason why the PG thirteen rating came out is because of the F word. I mean, we're not dropping yeah. it right now because I put the show as PG. I mean, we could say it and I can change it tomorrow as PG thirteen. But do you, I mean, that's the whole reason why PG-13 rating, you can have all kinds of violence and sex and anything you want. You can do it, but don't say it. Oh, that right. Makes sense? Well, yeah. Also, if you're watching a movie that's PG-13, it's not really the, it's not really the violence um, that gives it a rating one way or the other. Like, let's say there's no sex and there's no real cursing, but there's violence, and what's the difference between PG-13 and R? And this is really interesting. It's the color of the blood. Oh, yeah, the, the, the color of the blood yeah. and what they make. Yeah, if it's really a bright red, it's PG, PG-13. As the if they're getting more accurate with the blood color and darker, it's R. Now go figure yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's oh. it's kind of like okay. Uh, let, let me let me ask you guys in today's time. I'm just throwing a movie uh, out yeah. there. Stand by me. What rating would that be today? Which I'm oh, sorry, which PG thirteen? Yeah, which movie? Stand by me. Stand by me. The Rob Reiner film. Oh, Stand by Me. Yeah. Uh, PG yeah, thirteen. PG-13, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're standing oh, by, by me, Fred? Uh. Oh, Fredster. Of course, yeah. uh, hopefully Fright House is going to be turned into a movie by you and Dave Rita. Yeah, give yeah. Dave that a would be out. awesome. It'll be, it'll be our... <laughs> yeah, it'll be our... It'll be it'll be our probably uh, or I don't know I don't know what. Let me ask you this: What rate? I can't even remember what rating is um is Hunger Games? Is that PG thirteen? Yeah. Hunger Which Games, one? the Hunger Game movies, yeah. any of them? No, are they PG thirteen? Yeah. Are they PG thirteen? Yeah. Why are they PG thirteen? Don't ask me. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think they know what they're doing. I, I, I wish I could seriously answer that question, but I haven't even seen the first one. So Okay, yeah, they're killing neither. people constantly in them. They're, yeah. they're killing people. They're mur- these, young, these young people are murdering people, basically, in a game. Yeah. How is that PG-13? So like, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it so don't make like, sense. Uh, hold on. What? Well, it, it reminds me of, like, Ten Little Indians, kind of. You know the old poem, and the the and you know, or the last person standing. Right. Uh, it kind of reminds mean, me I, of Lord of the Flies. Remember Lord of the Flies? Oh yeah. yeah. It, today that would be rated R, probably. Stand by yeah. me is still rated R, but yet the Hunger Games. Hunger yeah, Games. Uh, Stand by is me not. was uh, right. 
How can I, Stand I think, By Me be Stand By Me is rated R because of the language? Oh, that's right. And and that's pretty Maybe. much it. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, it doesn't make any sense. I don't sense. even think they use yeah. the F word in Stand By Me. Because yeah, I just yeah. watched it with Charlie, and, you know, they oh. use bullshit. Yeah. But they never oh. use the F word in Stand By Me. Yeah. I think well, they use a couple of other ones, too. But you're right. They don't yeah. use the F word. There's no violence. Right. I mean, exactly. really, there's no violence in it. Right. Um, it's a coming-of-age story. I yeah. don't understand why it would be rated R. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. You know. Well, and meanwhile, The Hunger Games is rated PG-13. PG-13. Oh. And by the way, Fred, uh, you know, of course, since we've known each other for a while, uh, how did you get mixed up with the crazy Nicholas Grabowski? I'm standing beside him right now You know Actually we I got mixed up with Nick Because he reviewed uh, Strange Days for me He did a review of Strange Days uh, Way back Way back in like I'm going to say 2005 Or maybe 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 before then 2004 something like that um, and then I met Nick uh, after he did the review. I met Nick at Silicon here in San yeah. Jose. Nick was going to be there as a guest, and I just uh, showed up and well, stopped right. by to see him. That was uh, that was when I met you for the first yeah, time. Yeah, we met at Silicon. In fact, that's when yeah. we met. Nick and uh, Nick introduced us. Uh, yeah, and of course, Dave it, it, it was crazy. And Strange Days that. was the first book that you um, that you read, and that was the first time we did an interview. Yes. yes. Now, Strange but, Days. Okay, you read Strange yes. Days, Joe. What would you rate yes, Strange Days? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. What would you rate it? And I I loved Strange Days. I I, I butcher the title, but I loved the book. You know, because I was like thinking, huh? Hey, no, not the movie. It's a book, you know. But well, yeah, I, I wrote Strange Days before that movie came out, so they stole the title from me. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone who has not read this book, Strange Days, pick it up. It's really good. And uh, about uh, why, why give, it, give it a rating. Give it a rating. Would you you would I, say I, that I, ha- I, that has to be an R, right? Yes, it's that book has to be an R. Be an R. It might even be it might even be NC seventeen. There you go. Oh, <laughs> oh there is a yeah, strange days would be NC seventeen probably. Yeah. Uh, give there us give go. us an update on the book. What is it about? Uh, strange days. Uh, mhm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, oh, strange oh, days oh, is oh. about an. Uh, God, it's been a long time. Um, it's about this guy who, well, actually, it's about an entity that lives through time and uh, possesses people, uh, and uh, that's that's how he lives through time. And it's about a guy who, um, the entity is possessing this one guy who's who's uh, who's raping um, this guy's wife, and he comes home from work. 
and catches him in the Oh, that's totally NC-17. And kills, yeah, and kills, and he kills the guy raping his wife. His wife does die. The guy not only rapes him, but rapes her, but murders her at the same time. It's rape and murder at the same time. Uh, But he kills the guy that raped and murdered his wife and uh, sends him into this shock where he has this out-of-body experience. And while he's out of his body, the entity, which had to leave the body of the person he killed, takes over his body and goes on a killing spree. Um, and that, so now the hero, Frank, has to somehow uh, get his body back um, yep. and stop the entity from using his body to murder people. Uh, and to do, so that, he, to do that, he enters the body of a comatose cop um, and, to get, and their spirits together are able to bring him out of his coma and and now it's a cat and mouse game with the with the entity that had stolen his body, but also there's a psychological thing going on. How do do how do two personalities share the same body? So yeah. the hero is a combo wow. personality of Frank and the cop. Uh, so that's one yep. of the things that's going on as a subplot. Yep. Nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. Tom, what did you think of that one? You are like, you're the living thug. You're, you live the thug life, don't you? I'm but sorry. Hold <laughs> on. I like the idea of the guy, of the entity living, going through time and everything. Boy, that could really uh, go through a lot of different things. I mean, I'd be, that's, I'm a history nut, so I'm kind of uh, looking at it from that perspective. So, you know, I like that. Yeah, I I I, I want to read it. Oh my gosh, Fred! And now I got night songs. What about night I'm, songs? Uh, night songs. Um, I I'm actually holding it in my hands. Can you hear flop? That <laughs> that is kind of my take on um, one of those buddy cop movies uh, with a horror twist. It's about these two cops um, who are investigating. Uh, they're investigating this drug kingpin in uh, San Francisco and uh, the drug kingpin happens to be a vampire. Uh, and they get, they get, so the the vampire basically puts a contract out on them and they leave, so they, they leave San Francisco and uh, one of the cops, his uncle died and left him some property in Big Sur so they go to Big Sur to get away, and they kind of leave the frying pan and jump into the fire because in Big Sur there's, uh, uh, I, want, I don't want to say werewolves. They're more like, um, they're not werewolves, but they're people that transform into animals. Uh, that's terrorize, that's terrorizing the countryside, and there's a band of gypsies that they get involved with uh, and are trying to protect so they kind of jump from the cult frying pan into the fire by by running away. Uh, and it's kind of like a buddy cop movie, these two cops that uh, hopefully it's funny and scary at the same time. Actually, I'm reading Chapter 17 as we're talking right now, and it's really good. 
Um, Hold on. I gotta Go ask ahead, you. Tom. Okay. Can I? Uh, uh, well, I'm not gonna read from it. Everybody's gonna read from it. Um, I'm. I was reading chapter 17. What does Fred Weehy do when he gets uh, writer's block? Because you've uh, come out with so many great things. I mean, honestly, you have. Writer's block. Um, well, you, there's there's different kinds of writer's block. There's the kind of writer's block where you can't come up with an idea, um, and you're killing yourself trying to come up with an idea. There's writer's block where you're in the middle of an idea, in the middle of a story, and you got stuck on um, on on a portion of it. Usually with writer's block, if it's if it's getting started, or I have an idea and I just can't get started on it. I uh, can't come up with the right words, which uh, happens sometimes because I don't think of stories in words. I think I think of stories um, in video. Like I imagine my story. I don't even start thinking of words writing my story until I have envisioned the story uh, several times in my brain from beginning to end, like a movie running in my brain. Um, and then I try to put it into words. But if I can't come up with the right words, what I usually do is I'll just start, uh, I call it free writing, where I just write whatever comes into my head. And it's usually a bunch of, it's a mess and all jumbled up. And But eventually it starts being something. And then I just delete everything, all the crap that came before that was nothing and and pick it up where it started being something. Aren't you glad there's computers now in Microsoft Word where you don't have to use the whiteout or the typeout? Oh God, yeah, no, yeah. This is—it's such a, you know, these days with with the way Word is and everything, you can just editing is so easy, cutting and pasting and editing. God, back when I first started writing, it was on a typewriter, um, uh, and then I graduated right. to one of those brother word processors. Uh, so. And then if you're in the middle of a project, what I try to do, the fight writer's block, is never stop uh, at the end of something. So if I'm writing a novel and I'm coming up, you know, towards the end where I, I have to stop writing because either dinner's coming up or I have to go teach a class or something, I will not stop at the end of a chapter. I'll stop before I hit the end of a chapter. There's nothing worse than ending a chapter one day and then trying to come and having a great day of writing and then trying to come back the next day and start a new one. What I do is I'll stop before so I can come back and end that chapter and then it's always easier to start. You've got your, you've got your engine warmed up. I always give this analogy. As a writer, you're a member of a, a gang that's robbing a bank. It's your job to drive the getaway car. So everybody else goes in to rob the bank and you're out in the getaway car. You're waiting for them. Is it better to turn the car off and sit and wait than when they're coming running out and the alarm's going off, you have to turn the engine and hope it turns over and crank it and put it into gear and put your foot on the gas? Or is it better to keep the car idling in neutral so when they come running out, all you have to do is hit the gas and you're off? Well, obviously, it's the second one. And if you don't stop at the end of something, you're like you're idling until you come back to it. You never really turned your engine off. 
it's always easier to come back and finish than it is to start. So I'll stop wow, in the middle of that. Actually, Tom, would oh, you agree uh, with that? Pardon? I, 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 my phone was acting up on a lot of that. I couldn't hear part of it. Uh, he actually basically, I'm just saying, don't don't stop. I, I'll stop in the middle of a sentence rather than finish the mm-hmm. sentence. Uh, um, so part, when I come, so when I come back I guess, to the next day, I get started again at, in the middle instead of trying to start okay, something that, new. That's what I heard that part. Um, I like to try and finish up the chapter, and that way I can kind of ruminate about: do I add more to it, or do I? I like to finish the chapter. Maybe I'm a little more anal on that, but. I like to finish it up and then think, well, okay, what will my next work out the ruminate and think about the next possible chapter and if I need to change anything in the last chapter, I want to start on the next one. So, you know, everybody has their own niche, so I, I can't knock it. So Everybody has. And yeah, there's no right or wrong here. Yeah. I, I'm just saying how it works for you. I, yeah. That's, I'm just I, saying I, how I, uh, I combat writer's block. Trying to answer uh, that question, how do I combat writer's block, that's kind of how I do it. Oh, I might have to yeah, take my, it and try my... to do that myself. That might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, how many times did you want to punch the computer and you're like, why can't I think of something to say? I got oh, yeah, the image there's nothing in my worse head. Than a blank why screen. can't I put it? And then you're cleaning the house, and then you, I think Sue Dent uh, posted a, uh, a post about this earlier on Facebook where she's talking about this is, or was it you, Fred? It was either one, or it might even been you, Tom. Somebody did. It's like, okay, a writer. Okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a chapter today. Oh, look, the light bulb needs to be cleaned. Oh, there's bugs up there. Oh, the <laughs> vacuum, the floor needs to be vacuumed. How many times do you decide that you're going to do housework rather than sitting down and writing a chapter? I'll tell you, you a writer can do come up. Housework. A writer can come up with a million reasons not to write. Exactly. So Easy to do. So much, it's, it takes so much training. Like, um, we had Dave Badman Huckabee um, on our show um, a couple of months ago, who is an MMA fighter, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to do all these squats, and I'm going to do all this. And, yeah, he's going to go to the gym, but... You know, that takes a lot of discipline, but the real discipline is going to be, I'm going to be in front of the computer, and I'm going to write something. Oh, wait, you know, maybe I'd rather do some sit-ups right now. Am I right about that? We would rather be doing... I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm gonna do the laundry first. I'm gonna go to the store and do some shopping yeah, first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just watch one TV program and then I'll start writing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. By the way, Fred, uh, I yeah, know you've got oh, some upcoming uh, writing stuff, uh, appearances. Uh, you got anything finalized yet? Yeah, and uh, it's okay. kind of like, um, wow, you know, I'm wondering if they're swamped at work right now. Do they need me to come no. in? Because all writers, everybody that I know of, when I had my daytime job, they're like, Wait, you wrote a book? What the hell are you even doing here? And in fact, I got—I kind of got fired from one of my last jobs. Is that you know? Oh, you wrote a book? You—you you tell your boss that, and you know, you kind of get sent away from your job. It's kind of like, oh, 
So your ambitions, you would think that they're thinking that you're more ambitious than, you know, what no. you in no. your application. I'll tell you, I had a job one time. It was, um, I had this job, I can't remember exactly. It was for a school. I was doing admissions. It was right about the time that Strange Days came out. And uh, the president of the school found out Somehow, and I didn't advertise it, you know, because I, I didn't want anybody to really know on my job. It was like my job separate from my writing. It, and uh, he found out. He calls me in his office. I took a day off because I had a book signing, so I took a vacation day, like a three-day weekend. Um, and he found out, and he calls me in and he says, what are you doing? You, you know, I have, I have great respect for you that you wrote a novel, but what are you doing taking a day off to do a book signing? And I looked exactly. at him and I said, it was a, it was a vacation day. It, why does it matter what I do on my vacation? And he goes, you, you being a writer and taking a day off and doing book signings is not making me a better president. And I looked at him yeah, and I looked at him and said I looked at him and said, I cannot make you a better president. You're either a good one or a bad one. And no matter what I do isn't going to make a difference. Yeah. I lasted oh another month on that job and I was gone. <laughs> I got, I got kind of a similar story. I got a similar story only. Mine dealt with a oh. church. They uh, we went to a church, me and my wife did, and I wrote my first book. And because there was sex and some language in it and some adult scenes and stuff, they wanted me to basically get rid of, not have the book around anymore. And I was like, how do you unwrite it? And then I asked, who's worse, those who read it or those who write it? We ended up leaving the <laughs> church and saying, screw you, you know? So, yeah, people, yeah oh, people are weird. All my, all yeah, my managers are. actually read the book and, you know, I they they loved it. They were like, "That was a great book. It was the great great first book." And and I was like, "Yay!" They loved it. And then you know you're sitting there the next day or two, and it's like, "Yeah, we're going to release you." This is the one we call our friendship off. And I'm like, "Wait, do we have a friendship?" Oh wait, oh you're firing me. What? Yeah, somebody. Somebody asked me at lunchtime what I was doing with a clipboard and a legal pad. And they go, what are you doing, writing a book? And I go, yeah, I'm writing a book. They go, really? Yeah, well, it's my lunch. I can do what I want. I eat and I write, you know. You know. Yeah, These days, people want kind of, you to, they on. want you to eat, sleep, their job, your job. Yeah. They don't want yeah. you to have an outside interest. Oh, sorry, they can kiss my ass. Are we allowed to say that? Your job. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, you're different. not allowed to have a life outside your job. Yeah, I think oh, I think God. everybody said, well, you got to eat, sleep, and breathe that job. And it's kind of like, well, you're proud of me for doing this. And, hey, you know, maybe I can promote the business more. And they're like, no. No, you're just going to promote yourself. And it's kind of like, what? What did I do? Yeah, the only job I've ever had, the only job I've ever had where they, where my, of course, my writing uh, helped with the job and that they enjoyed it and they wanted me to do more was teaching writing. And, of course, that goes hand in hand. 
because the more I publish, the better they look, me teaching for them. And but yeah. any other job, any other job, they don't they don't want you to have some kind of outside interest or any kind of uh, oh, what's the word? Um, aspiration above okay. and beyond what you're doing for them. Yeah, yeah. They don't want you to better. They don't want you to better yourself. They want you to stay stuck with them. Exactly. Yeah, and better better them, even though they're not thinking about. Okay, well, the more you know, my word might get out there. So I guess that every artist that's out there, writers, artists, everything, photographers. I mean, everything is blood, sweat, and tears, and everybody is like, oh, well, you have a daytime job and you're doing this? Nah, you're a loser. No, this doesn't pay the bills. You've got to pay the bills, and everybody doesn't see that. And when they find out that you have a daytime job, they're like, oh, you couldn't make it in that. And it's kind of like, well, are you going to pay my bills? Am I right? Exactly. Right. Well, I say, well, we'll buy a book, and I won't. Ha- maybe I won't have to have a daytime job. <laughs> That's right. If everybody, if everybody, did, if everybody bought a book who who would look down on you because you have a daytime job, then you wouldn't need a daytime job. Exactly. Oh, Fred. Uh, uh, as I was going to ask uh, about, you got some upcoming appearances, right? I I do. Uh let's see. We I just did Big Wow last weekend. Uh the Big Wow Comic Fest. And let's see, coming up May 9th and 10th, I'm at Barnes and Noble. I want to say the Barnes and Noble in San Jose on Almaden Expressway. And the very next weekend, uh, both Saturday and Sunday, I'm at Barnes & Noble in Gilroy. I'm doing two-day book signings for both of them. So they're all weekend events. And then the weekend after that is Baycon, uh, which is at, I believe, at the Santa Clara Hyatt, which is a a science fiction fantasy horror convention. Oh, that is that is badass. So I have a busy <laughs> yeah, I have a busy May coming up. Yes. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you know you, guys, you got you guys need to start coming east coast. Yeah, I would love to get to the east coast, but <laughs> I need I'm somebody sorry, I need stuck on the west coast because we yeah, love yeah, I need somebody to pay coast. my way. You know, I, what what needs to happen is I, I was doing a book signing at Dark Delicacies, um, and I was I was appearing at the same time as F. Paul Wilson. So F. Paul Wilson and I are sitting oh! next to each other, doing this book signing, and he's talking, we're talking, and this was about the time that Alaric Monster Hunter first came out, and I had been doing three months of. Uh, like a Barnes and Noble tour all over the Bay Area, down south, SoCal, all over the place, and I'm Ooh, driving, yeah. I'm driving everywhere, and I'm driving to these places and driving home. Like I drove to Dark Delicacies down in Burbank, and I was going to turn around and drive home right afterwards. He's telling me about how he's been flying from city to city, you know, <laughs> and staying in hotel rooms. 
Um, and going to, you know, he was going to go to St. Louis after he left Dark Delicacies and all this. His publisher is paying for his his book tour. Uh, that's the that's we're sitting side by side at this book signing, signing books. But he's on a book tour where his publisher's paying for his airfare and his hotels, and I'm driving all over hell and can't afford a hotel yeah. room and driving home afterwards. Uh, you know, Uh-oh. there's the difference. So as soon as I get a publisher that will pay my way, I'll be on the East Coast. Well, you need to do that soon with because then I can go hang out with you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I'm in Pennsylvania. Okay, there's, a, there's a big band there. <laughs> I, I hung out with uh, Fred Weehy. We we drank in the parking lot. Remember that, Fred? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we drank in the parking lot. The convention, and then we drank in inside the convention. It sounds so high class. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a party freaking animal. Oh, Fred's and he a sounds great so guy. quiet. Fred can drink oh. his waiting gold. Yeah, oh, no, not, yeah. Any, not anymore. When I was young, maybe, but not anymore. <laughs> That's what they all say. No, yeah. I admit, people, if you have not read any of Fred's books, I recommend you don't do it. Read them. Uh, <clears throat> they're all great books. I'm waiting to read Fright House so I can uh, get ready. Well, I was- yeah, you you could have picked a copy up if you would have come to Big Wow. <laughs> uh, I know, I I feel so bad. I thought you were uh, yeah, I, I thought you were going to be at Big Wow, so yeah, so uh, I and I told Francie about it too. I just like I apologized last week on the show. I was like I'm so sorry I didn't make it, guys. You know, I, because I told Francie, I go, yeah, I was going to go see Fred today, but I unfortunately I didn't yeah, quite make yeah. it. You know. But that's the thing, too. It's like I'm rooting for Fred House to become a film with you and Dave. So, come on, guys. Let's get this movie made. And, uh, and of course, pick up all Fred's books. Do it. Do it now. Or if you were lawyers. Like, if you were well, going to say... Well, I, yeah, you? but I did wear, read one of Fred's books. I even got a signed copy. There you go. Which book would you say to read first, Joe? If you were going to pick up one of the books that you've read, which one would you think would be a good one for somebody to pick up if they've never read me before? Uh, my personal favorite right now of the books I've read from you, uh, I would go Alaric the Monster Hunter. Uh, you know, I'd go Alaric, then Strange Days, Holiday Madness, because you can't go wrong with Holiday Madness because it's Holiday Madness is party. an amazing book. You know, all of them are my favorites. I don't, you know, you know, say. Uh, you I don't discriminate. Don't, <laughs> I don't discriminate against the books because they're powerful in their words, man. You know, and uh, you know, as I said, you know, I, I personally, you know would say, hey, you know, as I'm saying, pick up any of Fred's books. You know, I haven't read The Burning yet. Oh, you got to read it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, of course, The Uglies, which I read, which is great from Holiday Madness. 
Uh, you know. oh, they, uh, yeah, the Uglies is actually, I turned that into a script, uh, a, fe- a feature-length screenplay. And I just sent that to um, to Paul Lynch, uh, nice. who, I oh, met, who nice. I met at Big Wow. I met him at Big Wow, and he said, you know, he stopped by my table. And we started talking about, you know, that I had, a, I had some screenplays. And he said, send me one. I'd like to take. I'd like to read it. So, uh, just a, like last Monday, I sent him uh, the Uglies. Hey, does everybody know who Paul Lynch is? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> well, for your listeners, in case anybody doesn't know who Paul Lynch is, you can Google him. But uh, he directed um, Prom Night. Um, oh God, so many others. So many others. I mean, he also directed Star Trek episodes. Uh, yeah, he had directed some, yeah, he had directed some Next Generation and Deep Space Nine episodes. Uh, besides the movies that he had directed. Show? <laughs> Everybody left. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> so, uh, Fred. Yeah, I'm still Fred. here. So. Yeah, can you're you, breaking up can a little you, bit, but can can you get us Paul Lynch on the show? Because I know exactly who he is, and I would love to interview him. Uh, I can send I can send him an email. Okay, but I, I'd like to yeah. kind of wait and see. I kind of like to wait and see how he responds to my screenplay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if he, yeah, he likes you, then maybe he might like me too, and say, "Hey, by the yeah. way." Yeah, you like. Dear Paul, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll uh, see what I can do there. There you go. Right. In this in this business, in this business, it's sometimes it's who you know and how how you network and how you can make contacts uh, for it everything. Is. Even, it's you know, not from what you know; it's who you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and for people, uh, if you're looking for Fred Weehy. <laughs> Always go to his books by Fred Weehy, Joe Flynn's public announcement. That w- that was my dog barking. <laughs> yeah, books, by the way, books by Fred Weehy on Facebook, uh, FredWeehy.com. Uh, Weehy is spelled W-I-E-H-E. I think that uh, I, I truly believe that if you've read any of my stuff that and you like it, that fright I think Fright House will be your new favorite. Yeah. It it sounds really awesome. I really like the paranormal stuff in there. Yeah, I I, I really want to read that too. I think that that is very clever that you did that. And by the I way, like anything that do, deals with the dead and the ghosts. They're more fun than the living sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and I I like the ghost hunting team. They're very entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. I like uh, I like ghost adventures. I like Zach. Those guys are funny. They always. They always torment the other guy and leave him in a room in the dark by himself yeah. to the point yeah. where he's ready to Wait, would, that be the guy in the go- would that be the guy in the goatee all the time? That's, um, yeah. oh, God, what's his yeah. name? Aaron. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is that the guy who's always on my show? Uh, by the I way, mean, they terrorize uh, that guy, okay? That's good. I've got him on, yeah, I've taken photos with him. Uh, we need to get him on again. Uh, let's oh, yeah, see. He's I think he's on the show at convention. Uh, 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 we need to get him I on. Think, 
Definitely get him on. Uh, yes. By the way, uh, Tom. Oh, yes. Tom, are you still with us? Okay, there. I'm still with us. I'm just with you. I love uh, Joe. He's so he's so formal. <laughs> Yeah, I'm you trying Joe. to make sure Tom's with us, you know. It's oh like, yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm still here. I'm just listening. Yeah, it's just like uh, Fred. You know, you have to check out Tom's book. I'll have to check out Fred's. That sounds really oh, good. Oh yes. Yeah, it does. It sounds great. Yeah, I'd be glad. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to check out Tom's books and see see what they're all about. I think it. I'm always looking for new writers to read. I, I get tired of reading the same old writers all the time. I go into a bookstore and they always have the same people on the shelf. I'm looking for new. Uh, yeah, Fred Weehy is definitely the way to go. And Fred, I would I, the uh, photo that we posted with you that is with Bill Mosley. That is oh, yes. yes. Yeah. He's been uh, on our show. He met at the World actually. Horror Convention, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a great guy. He is. He's a really good guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, 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 okay, there's a really right. good example of what I was talking about before, that people, nor, you know, people think that actors and writers and whatever, and directors in horror are oddballs. And really, they're really down-to-earth nice people. He's the nicest oh, yeah. guy in the world. I'll tell you, you know, another but, nice one is William Forsythe. He was at Motor City Nightmares this weekend that I was at. and I traded oh, yeah. him three books from Black Bedsheet Books for a couple of his autographs. A couple of books there for a couple of his autographs. <laughs> yeah. He's a voracious it's, reader, he says. So. Yeah. But Bill yeah, Moulton was there, too. Right. And you think that people have, you know, and you think, um, well, not only horror people, but you think that, you know, you you look at them as celebrities and you think that they're full of themselves and that. And I tell you, I've met some people that are just, you think they're they're big names and you think, oh, well, they're, you know, they don't have time for you. But they always seem to. They're always really yeah. nice people. Yeah. And Paul Wilson yeah. was a great guy. I mean, doing yeah. a book signing him was with him was wonderful. Uh, I met Peter Straub, nice down to earth man, uh, yeah. real gentleman. You know. Yeah, and, and, and we are, we are talking about Bill Mosley right now. Um, my phone was out of whack, and then when I finally got it in whack, there was a police helicopter. Like, I think it was like twelve nice. feet above us with a spotlight during our Bill's Mosley show, and my neighbor was such a huge Bill Mosley fan, and he was like, no, bring her on. I want to talk to her. Because they, you know, like people like Bill Mosley, he was fantastic on our show. He wanted to talk to my neighbor, Yolanda. She was like so starstruck, and... In fact, the phone was shaking as she was talking to him. And first I thought that she was, like, bullshitting me, but it turned out that she wasn't. She was such a fan of his. And he, like, took the time out to say, look, it's me. It's really me. And I will give you, and he did send her an autograph photo. And that was really cool, you know, because... 
Yeah, you you horror writers, as you were saying, you're a horror writer. I'm sorry, Upper Tom Sawyer, you're a horror writer. Everybody, I mean, horror is the best medicine, and you guys are so down to earth. And Fred, I was actually intimidated to meet you at first. Because oh, you gotta be kidding! Is, uh, no, no, I'm serious because Nick has talked so much about you, and I got to finally meet you, and I'm like, oh, let me fix my hair. Honestly, I was like that, and you just—I mean, well, I, I appreciate to fix that my because and, I appreciate that because I consider Nick a great horror writer. Uh, he, well, he considers you a fantastic horror writer. In fact. He absolutely adores you. Am I right, Nick? Yeah. yeah. Yep. He loves your writing <laughs> and everything. And when I first got well, to right finally back, meet right you, back I'm at you, like, Nick. he's right back at you, Nick. And when I got to finally meet you, you're so down to earth, and you were like one of the first authors I got to meet. Like face to face, and it, it it was quite an honor. You're such a nice guy. I'm sorry, you're well, a nice guy. I appreciate that, Fancy. I appreciate oh, well, that, Fancy. Well, I it was, you know, sorry, I, I don't know. Cool. I I don't consider myself any different from anybody else. And True. I don't. And, yeah, I, I mean, that. you know, I'm just a writer. You're a fantastic writer, and I've read some of your stuff, and yeah. it's amazing. Honestly, that's why I always have Fred on my show. Because Fred, whenever Fred has a new book out, I will go, hey, Fred, uh, you got to come on. we got to do a show so we can promote your book, you know, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. You've, you've and, got you know, to. That's why, I love, I, that's why I love having Fred on my TV show. It's like, you know, hey, you know, go on, Fred. Since Fred and I, you know, live in the same city, it's not like, oh, hey, let's travel down to Burbank together, man. And uh, we'll have a, you know, we'll go park it at Dark Delicacy and just say, yeah, we're doing an interview here at Dark Delicacy. Just because we can. Don, well, you know, we have, Fred, we have, we have every year right before Halloween, we have a uh, what it's called, uh, Erie's Hol- uh, Horror Fest, and you gotta have, get you know, Fred Weehy there. Yeah, we gotta get Fred there because that would be awesome. I could hang out the whole weekend. Uh, I'm where, Trust me, where, where I hung out with him the whole it's weekend. It's in Erie, Pennsylvania. And... It's called Erie Horror Fest. See, Erie Horror Fest. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 they, it's, they do a big deal over it. They have everything. You should recommend Fred to get a table there. And yes, Joe we should. Too. I, I love totally horror agree with that because he's, he's such a We could a just party all weekend. Damn it, now I want to go back to the East Coast. Mom, well, come come on, home. We'll, we'll just party all weekend, okay? There you go. I, mean, I, I partied with Fred. Well, he I mean, yeah, but this is right before Halloween. I mean, what better time to party? Yeah. I mean, because there's really no better holiday than Halloween anyway. Oh, no, that's my favorite. Yeah, uh, Halloween is the best. Yeah. My friends tease me. They want to know what I'm putting up every year. 
Oh, oh uh, by the way, it's almost Nick's birthday. Hey, happy and birthday, Oh, wow. Happy birthday, it's Nick. Nick's birthday. When is it? Yep. May 7th. May, ah, my birthday's after yours. I'm glad I... Okay. Mine's, mine's the 13th. I thought it was May 6th. Oh, I would have celebrated. I love you, honey. I would have celebrated her day early. I love you, honey. I thought it was May yeah. 13th. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I just celebrated a birthday a couple of weeks ago. Actually, right before yeah. right before comic uh, Big Wow. Big wow. It was like the Wednesday yes. before. Cool. Oh, how did that go? Yeah. Okay, so you guys, we need to come up with an idea that that party for our birthdays, me and Nick. Okay, here's here's the thing: is I think it's going to be cheaper to fly Don out to the West Coast than it is <laughs> going to be fly us out to the East Coast. Even though I used to live on the East Coast, in fact, I grew up, I I spent some time in Ohio, and Michigan. And oh, really? Because we're not that far from Ohio. We're less than twenty miles. Hmm. Where in Ohio? Uh, middle, I, I, Middletown, Ohio. Have you heard oh, of it? Yeah. yeah, I'm from yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, it is. And Michigan, I was in Davidson. Why do the North... Oh, my gosh, I hate snow. Oh, you're telling me. I grew up in South Carolina where it only snows for like a couple of hours. You know, you wake up, you're like, oh, the snow is falling, and three hours later it's melted and school is canceled, and you're like, yay! And then I had to live in Michigan for the winter. It doesn't melt. No. Don't melt here either. Oh, my gosh. How do you guys live in that? It snowed a couple days ago. First, my last, you know, my last winter, my last winter in um, in Ohio in Cincinnati, was the Great oh. Blizzard of 1978. Oh wow! Oh. I remember that it, one. You remember that oh, one? Yeah. Oh god! That yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. And the, I moved. I I I graduated from college, and the first thing I did before the winter of 1979 was leave. I hitchhiked yeah. across country Thank to San goodness. Francisco. I was in Florida at that time because I remember my winter in Michigan, it really screwed up my head. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, how did you get bad. that cold? How she takes that bad. She should try Wyoming or Montana. Uh, no, I will not go to Montana. Uh, yeah. You don't know cold no, Wyoming or Montana. Yeah. And yeah. It, where we lived in Wyoming... And and it's still the same way. It 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 always snows on Halloween. You know how hard it is to take your kids trick or treating in the snow. Oh, I wouldn't even do it. Costumes are like not a. You don't really need costumes. You can dress as an abominable snowman. Well, this is true. Costume. This is true. The cool thing was is that we 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 lived in a small town in Michigan. And very small town, Davidson, right outside of Detroit and Flint. Uh-huh. Okay. So everybody knew that I was from South Carolina, and, they, and I was, like, the most popular kid in school. They're like, how are you enjoying the snow? I'm like, it sucks. 
I hate that snow. Put yeah, well, after this winter, I really hate that. it. Huh? After yes. this past winter, I really hate it. Because, I mean, it snowed uh, this week. This past week it snowed, okay? didn't stick very long, but that ain't the point. It's spring. It's not supposed to be snowing. Yeah, I put my yeah. I say go kill the weatherman. Everybody goes, oh no, but that's Mother Nature. I said I don't care. He reports it. Yeah, Mother Nature's a bitch. Guess what? The temperature. I don't know what uh, Joe and Fred and Tom, but guess what? The temperature today in California was seventy-five. What? Well, it was seventy-one high. here in San Jose. No, uh, y'all yeah. suck. Yeah. What, what was it in San Jose? Hold on. 71. I'll, I'll give you what an idea what it is here. Let's see. I'm going to guess about 20 degrees. Oh, you're funny. No, it's about, you're, it's about 40. At least uh, in Michigan. 40? Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. I'd say, no, I'd say you're about 65. We're about 50, 55 today, I think. 66, yeah, maybe 55 to 65 today. But today hey, right it's now, 40. For us right now, it's 44, but it says it feels like 40. There you go. It's probably like about. That's not bad. Yeah, but it could be better. <laughs> it could be better, yeah. Well, yeah wait, till, wait till summer hits and it's so hot that you can't stand it. Okay, hey, I'll take the heat over anything right now. Uh, you know, we'll talk again in we'll talk again in August. Yeah. After you've had the heat for a few months. It don't. I mean, it don't get that hot here anyway, so I ain't worried. No. Okay. I remember the I remember the summers being very hot and humid back there. Well, this past summer was. I mean, it rained most of the time. It was a really crappy summer. Every other day, it was raining. So, I don't know, after this bad winter, I don't know, yeah. it could wind up with a hot summer. I don't know. Yeah. What else is in that pile? Oh, hey, Nick, just found, Nick just found a photo on his computer with uh, nice. him in South Carolina.
they're impressed with the quality of uh, black bedsheet books. It was that was you know they were the ones I sold the most of. I think I sold uh, out of the forty three. I think I sold thirty of them. Were the Shadows in the Dark or uh, Dark Harbors? Very nice. Better. And, and uh, oh yeah, and uh, Read Us or Die. So there you go. I know Fred's got a short story in that, I think. In which right, one? Fred? Read Us or Die? Yeah, oh, yeah, Read Us or Die? Yeah. yeah. I have a short story in that one. I believe they, they it's like called the uh, Collection. Yeah, a lot of people like the title. I had one girl pose with it. She had a makeup job where she looked like she had been mutilated and killed, like she went through a windshield of a car. So I thought, well, it would be best to have her have Read Us or Die and you know, and, you know, it kind of fit the, you know, so. Yeah, it was, it was that, that's it's, actually a pretty good book. I do have a short story in that, too. Yeah, because uh, Tom was telling telling me and telling everyone that he sold some of his cool books out at Motor City Convention, all, mostly all the black sheets, uh, black sheet bed books. Yeah, they were, like, out of the 43, I think they were, let's see, uh, probably about 30 plus, 30, yeah, around 30 of them between, you know, and like I said, it was a little slow this year, too. Everybody noticed that. It was kind of, for some reason or another. Did he stand up? Awesome. Did he stand up and read us or die? I, I wasn't listening. Hi. Did you guys tell any read us or die over there at Motor City? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, four. Oh, okay. Cool. I thought I, thought the five I heard that I had. you talking about it. Oh, cool! And I, Four of the five. And I uh, gave, I uh, traded one to William Forsythe because he said uh, he goes, I gotta have something to read. Then he goes, he was hoping I go, I propose a trade to him. He said, I was hoping you'd offer that. Yeah, so he goes, I love to read. He goes, I, I like to, you know. And I go, well, these are the three best ones, I think. So, see what you think. And he gave me two autographed pictures for him, and uh, nice. I think I got the better end of the deal. I I used to do that when I used to go to conventions I used to do that a lot I used to trade books for autographs all the time now those autographs are on my wall (laughs) and and, and I've gotten feedback from from probably probably a fourth of the people that I traded uh, with some good blurbs and stuff like like, uh, like D. Wallace Stone and you know, and, and yeah. the Wishmaster, uh, I forgot his name. Andrew, oh, Andrew Dudoff. Divov, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. Francie gave Good me the man. phone, so I have to be on the phone. I, I got to tell you guys, I, I've been like kind of reclusive and like hesitant with going on the phone a lot for the last like, I don't know, a handful of months because I'm just so intensely involved in trying to, to, to try to get things right on my end and trying to get books out and trying to get everything done. And it's like, Francie, no, I have no time for the phone. I've become like an introvert as a result. So once I get these last few books out and I'm able to promote and actually do some active stuff, I'm going to, like, emerge from my shell, I promise. Yep. <laughs> How's that sound, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Like, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more imagining... Uh, you know, a xenomorph coming from its egg. <laughs> a xenomorph? 
you know, for for Nick, it's got to be more, you know, monster. Uh, not a oh. not a butterfly from a cocoon. Uh, no, xenomorphic. No, you know, alien, <laughs> I'm picturing alien. Something like that, yes. Yeah, yeah. That alien works. that sells that sells books. There you go. That works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I'm glad, um, I'm glad you had a great time. Oh, yeah. It was, it's, it's always, they always, it's like it, at least in this state, at Michigan, it kicks off the kind of the convention season here in a way, uh, really well. So it's, you know, basically it's, it's a more intimate, smaller show, but boy, they get the people, they can, I mean, they had Nancy Allen and, Bill Mosley and Sid yeah. Haig, and they had Michael Bean from Hicks from Aliens. Yep. And, and you know, I'm trying to think who else. They had uh, Tiffany Sheppis and Tiffany the Kid Gal. Oh, they had She's the really reunion cool. of the cast of The Return of the Living Dead and yes, um, John Russo. And I mean, it's for being smaller than one big huge ballroom. It's a pretty good little show. Yeah, I, I actually, I'll tell you this much. I just met John Russo a couple weeks ago here in San Jose. Uh, and then uh, Joel Shepard was uh, showing off photos in Motor City with Bill and all of them. So it was cute, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh you know, I'm sorry, Fred. I didn't see you at Big Wow again. <laughs> That's I'm, all right, Joe. I'm going to come in. I'll pick up my Fright uh, House sometime. Get like, here, here's all money. Take it and run, sucker. Uh, <laughs> well, you can you can catch me at a bar at one of the Barnes and Nobles, or if you're going to Bacon. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, if you're going to be at Bacon, I'll see you there. Oh yeah. You know, and that's the whole fun thing. Uh, when I see Fred, you know, it's sort of like, hey, Fred, you know. It's like, man, has it been that? Like about, oh, never mind, you know. <laughs> I, I won't say how long, but, you know, and it's just like, as I said, with Bright House hopefully becoming a movie or the uglies. Got my fingers crossed for those. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm crossing everything, including my eyes. That's true. Okay, don't cross those too long. It might be a problem when you yeah, go to right. I, I, I did hear that if you cross, you'd like both of your fingers, then it's not going to come through. So only cross one of them. Um, yeah. You can do the, the toes. The, the blacktop woman is about to set us. Uh, they're about to cut us off. Um, okay. John, uh, John Link is not here with us, is, is he? Nada. All right. So who's going to send us off John Link style? Uh, 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 it won't be me. I did it last week. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. You did it. That's why I was hoping that you would do it. I'll do it. Okay. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll, I will find out this week when they're going to do the Horror Fest this year, and I will let you guys know next week. Cool. Oh, that's fantastic. And we should do a live broadcast, and you should walk around with the phone and saying hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Me, but uh, you're about to be interviewed. There you go. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> a plan. Yeah. I think we should definitely check this out. This way we can get you guys this way. Yeah. We'll there be we not go. cold then either. 
Let me know about this and you're gonna walk around with a cell phone and you're you you can do this, Don. Hey, I know, do I can do this. The force okay. is with you strong. What do you think? Uh, yeah. All right, uh, definitely. Sure. There okay. we go. All right. Uh, of All right, course, I guess I'm taking okay. you out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I, I'm not John Link, nor do I pretend to be him in a movie uh, <laughs> because I don't look like him. Uh, but again, we want to thank Tom Sawyer, Dawn Proctor, Francie Weatherman, Nicholas Gerbowsko, uh, Gerbowski, uh, and myself, <laughs> Joe Flynn, and our special guest, Fred Weehy, for hanging out here tonight. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in or trying to call in. If not, uh, don't worry. There will be punishment later. Uh, but um, until next week, guys, uh, we never know who we're going to have on this show. So, uh Stay tuned until next week for Frenzy and Friends. We're out of here. Bye-bye, everybody. And have a good horror night. (laughs) That was good. Oh, this is terrible. What, Mom? My exit? Happy anniversary. Sing us a song. Sing us a song while I look for this. Here we go. Sing us a song, John. Think of the song, what song? Which one? Sing us a song. Oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. It's the Late Show with Francie Weatherman. Ah, my favorite. It's a great song. Yeah, it works. cat up by tail, and your third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 